So recently, I spent a week in complete darkness at a dark retreat. And the very first day, I was faced with massive anxiety. The anxiety really was probably there before the retreat and not fully felt to a large degree suppressed. But it was definitely amplified by the vast darkness and the daunting question, what the hell will I do for a whole week? This disoriented, complete emptiness. And anytime I would ask that question, my mind would just race and stumble and fall and panic. And I could feel waves and waves of anxiety shower over me and you know throw me around. And then I remembered the present moment. And I said, all right, let's get back to the body. Let's feel my body right now. I'm sitting at this chair. The chair is nice. My body feels okay. Let me take a breath, a full breath in and out in this body, in this very present moment. And I would take a deep breath and I'd be like, right now is all right. Right now is figured out. The right now is manageable. It's small. It's immediate. It's within my control. It feels fine. And I remembered that anxiety and stress and worry and fear and angst can only live in the future. And the further away in the future your mind runs away with you, the bigger these emotions can scale out of control and out of proportion. In the present moment, most things are pretty peaceful if you're aware and there. It's in our mind, in the future, in the past, in the vastness of timelines that go over weeks and months and or that point in very dark directions. It could be next week that I don't know how to talk to my you know, family when they visit me about this really intimate but also stressful item that I think they'll judge me on and I'm not sure how to explain it to them. It's in that it's a week away from me and there's many unknowns and I'm going to go round and round and round in circles within those unknowns until when I stop spinning, the world doesn't anymore right? And I fall over. And so in the present moment, even during really stressful times in my life, if I'm really fully there, most of the time, it's sort of like, well, I'm in a room, I'm sitting in a chair, sort of quiet, I'm breathing, my body's healthy, I feel kind of safe and fine. This very moment is not overwhelming. There's not a million, you know, beasts chasing after me or something. It's kind of okay. And so I had to practice and I found a sort of lifeboat to save my ass in complete darkness in the present moment. And I realized that for weeks and weeks prior to the dark retreat, I had started living a little bit more and a little bit more in the future and a tiny bit more and a tiny bit more in uncertainties, in pondering questions to which answers I could not derive through in my mind pondering things that I would have to wait and figure out in the moment in the future. And so I had to battle with anxiety. And the antidote to it was the present, small steps. Not asking, what will I do this entire week in darkness? Just asking, what will I do this very moment in darkness? Because this very moment was not as daunting, not as overwhelming. It's fairly simple to answer. And then once this moment is over, I can ask myself, 
what will I do next? What feels right right now? If this doesn't feel right anymore. And so I would sit in darkness and then at some point I'd go, I feel like doing yoga. All right, then we're doing yoga now. And I would do an hour of yoga in the darkness. And then I'd go, oh my God, that felt really great. What do I do now? Hmm, I feel like peeing. All right. The next task is let's go to the bathroom slowly and pee and then come back. And I would never figure out what I will do three steps ahead. Okay, so I'm going to do yoga. What I do after yoga? After yoga, I'll do breathing exercise. I'll go pee and then I'll meditate. And This is the way I usually would think and function. I would try to plan ahead seven steps ahead. But in darkness, that was impossible. And it taught me a really valuable lesson. And the other lesson I learned in darkness was completion. You know, because you cannot see, you don't have the power of sight as a reminder and orienter. You cannot afford to multitask and you cannot afford to start without finishing tasks. Even the simplest thing like, you know, I would find my audio recorder and then I would walk my way back to my chair and I would record an audio message. I would have a diary of darkness, so to speak, and maybe we'll launch that one day. All these little recordings I made in darkness. And when I finished the recording, oftentimes I was so in bliss or so happy and I just wanted to sit in that chair and put the recorder on the table or somewhere on my lap or somewhere and put it back in its right place later. But I didn't do that because the recorder was tiny, was so tiny, like a little chip. And I knew if that falls, if I place it somewhere and forget it, I will never find this again in darkness. Like I will never find this item again. And so I started this very unique experience of never starting something without finishing it, even if it meant inefficiencies, even if it meant I will stand up and walk across the room to put an item back somewhere and then come all the way back and sit down to continue just sitting. That seems like a you know, a waste of time. I could just put the recorder back in its place when I go back to bed or when I go back in that area of the room. But there's incredible power and beauty and peace in completion and not having to have anything stacked in your mind for finishing later. In always being completed, I have to do this thing. I do it in this moment and I finish it. And now there's a fresh moment and that moment is not indebted into the past. It's not pre-planned. It doesn't already have seven things that should be thrusted into it from the last couple of hours. Every moment is a new and empty vehicle you can fill, fulfill and finish. And that feels tremendously beautiful. And once I had about one and a half days of this intense presence practice, the anxiety went away and it made room for a beautiful bliss. This has been a week ago or so. And today I was talking to a good friend who has had something happen to him recently, something unexpected at work where a bunch of big changes happened. And this friend is very sensitive, very creative, but also a very sensitive soul. And I was asking him how he's doing and he was telling me that He's not doing well. He said, you know, if I'm being honest, Ellie, I feel kind of depressed and demotivated. And I have a big project that I should tackle, but I feel overwhelmed just thinking about it. I feel nausea. All these recent changes, they really stressed me out. And I'm in the situation where I'm like, I don't know the meaning of life anymore. When I think about work, I don't want to do it. When an hour passes and I haven't done what I'm supposed to do, I feel even more stressed and guilty for it. And 
I'm in a really bad place. I don't know how to deal with this. And when I think about the next couple of months and the projects and the goals and the targets that the company, the team has set, and when I think about the recent changes and how they will impact all these goals and targets and projects, I'm just like, I don't know how to do all this. And well, I said, what do you want to do about it? And he said, you know, right now, I'm just thinking about pushing that all away, like just suppressing all these emotions, these questions, these feelings of insecurity, these doubts, and just forcing myself, brute forcing myself to work. I'm trying to push myself, push all these things away, all these thoughts, all these feelings, and just force function my way to productivity. And when I work and work so hard, I forget about all these things. I don't think that's a good idea. That's what I said. When you're in a situation like this, a highly anxious situation, it doesn't seem right to me to put away and press away and suppress all your feelings and all your thoughts. That might work for a short period of time, but you will pay a high price. There's too high of an interest on that debt that you are accruing and it will come out at the worst moment in the future and then destroy you, bankrupt you. So suppression is usually not a good strategy, but... The opposite might not be good either. Like I would not suggest to take a week off and just not work and just sit on the couch and watch Netflix and eat shitty food. That only is going to make you more depressed, more anxious, because a week has passed, nothing is clarified. So in times of incredible uncertainty, why not shorten the timeline? I'm like, instead of thinking about the next couple of months, how about thinking about next week? What needs to get done next week? And as he started describing the week, it was apparent immediate that even the week is too large of a scale right now. There were too many things, too much unclarity, too much chaos in his head. So I said, let's scale it down even further. How about Monday? What do we need to do Monday? And as he started describing it, we scaled it down even further. The first 10 minutes. He had a project that I'm pretty sure, and he's pretty sure, once he gets started, he's in the flow of things, things will be running. But it's in the beginning, it's always really daunting to get going. So he made a list of the first 10 steps. First 10 steps. Step one, open the laptop. Step two, open a certain software program. Step three, click on edit, open new file. Step four, click the selector item markup. Step five, 10 steps, the smallest steps, the smallest incremental steps. I mean, you could even be like, move the mouse from the top left to the top bottom of the screen and click this thing. 10 little steps that are the beginning and have them as to-dos on your to-do tracking list as the only to-dos for Monday. Wake up, set an alarm for when you're going to do these 10 items, 9 a.m., whatever it is, and just go through one of them at a time. And every time you get one done, no matter how small, go to your to-do list on paper on your app and check it off. First item done, second item done, third, fourth, seventh, eighth, tenth, all my 10 to-dos done. And at that moment, if you feel like keep going, keep going. And if you don't, don't. Write up a list for the next 10 items for the next morning. We'll take a new stab at it. And he smiled and said, well, that sounds amazing. I already feel like like a huge burden has been lifted off my shoulders. I already feel excited about Monday morning. I think this will work. And I said, no, 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 no. No reason to put pressure on this. This is an experiment. It does not have to work. All it has is to exist. You just have to do it. What happens is what will happen and we will learn. I'll check in with you on Monday. If you stopped at item three and couldn't continue, that's interesting. 
Let's talk about it. Let's learn. If you finish the 10 to-dos and you don't keep going, interesting. How did you feel? What did you learn? We'll take it from there. If you finish the 10 to-dos and you keep going and you have an incredible productive day, awesome. And if you never do the 10 items for whatever reason, I'm curious to learn more. Why? Let's just see this as an experiment that will happen on Monday if you make it or not, because we already set it as the target for the day. And let's just decide Monday, this is an experiment that will happen and we will see what we learn. And that's all we need to worry about. Let's let Monday come. Let's attempt this experiment and let's see how you feel and what we learn. And then let's take it from there. And that's the agreement that we have. And there was a moment where he got a little emotional and said, hey, I'm sorry if I potentially overwhelmed you with the beginning of our conversation and all my emotions and all this. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. A week ago, I was in complete darkness and I had to battle my own demons, my own anxieties, my own fears, my own sense of complete and utter overwhelm. So I relate to this. I relate to you. And this is what helped me. So I offered it. I offered to share my experience with you and see maybe this can help. Let's try it and let's see. All anxiety, all fear, all stress, all worry means you're not here right now. It means you are in the future, too far ahead in the future or in a future that's too unknown, too dark, too uncertain yet for you to have clarity in this moment about. Either way, you're lost somewhere you shouldn't be. Come back. Come back to here. Come back to now. Come back to this very moment. Feel your body. Feel your breath. Ask yourself, what is right now? And you'll find out everything is, you know, quite all right in this very moment. And then from that as a foundation, as a starting point, just take one step, one step at a time.